not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV shows. I am your reality warping host, Chris, and with me is my husband, co-host with the <laughs> indestructible head. What did the, This what is did like the, a partnership, isn't it? It's Sam. I guess so. It's like a weird audio nerd slash bro partnership, but uh, yeah, what did they do to you, Chris? Relationship. What did they do to you, Chris? Uh, they, they did What so did they much. do to you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trapped inside my own reality. I'm trapped within these four about? walls. What are we talking about this week? Um, we're talking about One Division. If you didn't guess that little um, uh, TV show, MCU's that's... Yeah. the MCU's first foray really into the the mainstreaming services. I mean, mm. we've had some bits, but it's debatable whether they're in the MCU or not. Now, this is the first Disney Plus show, anyway. Yes, the first Woo! Marvel original, right? Not yes. Netflix, a non-Netflix Marvel original TV series. Yeah, well, they did they did Agents of Shield as well and Runaways yeah, and stuff true. like that, but they're all debatable whether they're actually in the MCU because can't forget they're never brought up again. You can't forget Inhumans, everyone's favorite oh! Marvel TV show. No, no, no. Agent Carter, that's definitely in the MCU. Maybe it's not the first foray into it then. No, it's not. It's just like the main main one that they're pushing, like. This is like the first one with the big heroes in, shall we say that? Yeah, well, it's the like, first ones that they've pulled... With an pulled, Avenger. Yeah, the first ones that they've pulled directly from the films, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to get on to that because we don't want to go straight into the uh, the main topic, do we? We, we love the, uh, the preamble ramble, oh. which I've stolen oh. from another podcast, but there we are. But there um, is a little Sam. bit in the way of news, I think, isn't there, this week, Chris? Well, first of all, I was going to ask you, Sam... What have you been watching? Oh my goodness, I have put the wrong marker in. I've, I've marked it as news, <laughs> but this is the WWBW section that we cannot forget oh. exists. <laughs> what we've been watching. Uh, what we've wow. been watching. What have I watched since last week? To be honest with you, I don't really think I've watched very much. I'm on the final season of The Man in the High Castle now. Very good. Um, I've not really watched a whole lot. To be fair, I've I've kind of just been I've been playing a little bit more of uh, Call of Duty because the new season and all yeah, that business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have been playing Dota again. Been getting back into Dota Two. Um, gonna go win me a lot of money at an international next year. Oh yeah, guys. Um, you and Navi just going head to head. Oh, that's it. What else? What else have we been doing? Uh, oh, I played a bit of Gears Gears Tactics. That was fun. Um, I think you're on the wrong podcast, Sam. You need to jump on be. and get real gaming for the week. <laughs> it's been a bit of a gaming week versus a like watching stuff week. I don't think I've watched very much. Um, I'll tell you what, Chris. What have you been watching? And I'll just check and see whether I've watched anything that just wasn't very memorable. I've watched a hell of a lot, Sam. You've been watching right. quite a bit in terms of bloody MCU, haven't you? They've been sharing I am the socials. On... Uh, get real pod everywhere. You get your I socials. Am on the... On the, I nearly said on the get real hype. <laughs> I am on the MCU hype. Like my missus hasn't watched all of them, or some of them she doesn't really remember that much. So we decided we've been saying it since before we moved in together. All right, we're going to rewatch the MCU. So we have. We're all the way up to. We finished Winter Soldier last night. Jeez. Oh, what a good film! So we've watched everything from Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, all the way through to Winter Soldier. So. 
we've only got uh what um Guardians of the Galaxy and uh Age of Ultron left of phase two. Although they're now saying that Ant Man is also phase two. Um the, the last film in phase two. I thought that was the first in phase three, but either way, mm-hmm. um that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've watched a hell of a lot of films. How many films is that? We've had three Iron Man films. We've had two Captain America films. We've had two Thor films. We've had The Incredible Hulk, and we've had an Avengers. That's nine movies already. Have you been Have you been watching them in release order or chronological order? Release order. Oh, Otherwise, we would have started with Captain America, then gone on to Captain Marvel. Ah, true. Um, yeah, because Disney Plus lays it out in chronological order, doesn't it? So. Uh, it has two, yeah, it has chronological order and then it has release order because it has all the different phases. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're doing it in release order because there's certain things that, like, call back to earlier films even though they're a prequel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to, like, watch it, like, and see how the MCU really progressed. Because um, I don't think I've ever gone and just, like, watched them all in order, like, after another with, like, such a great amount. Like, sometimes I've gone and watched, like, all three Captain America films or something like that. Mm. But, man, I am enjoying it. It's such a romp. Love it. Thought the Dark World is still kind of naff. <laughs> um, incredible yeah. Hulk was better than I remembered it being. And okay. Winter Soldier is just fucking incredible. Yeah. So, sure. yeah. Interesting. Very yeah. good. Mm. Uh, I've mm. just recounted, and I have not watched very much. <laughs> he's not opened his eyes for a whole oh, week I'll tell, you what, uh, I'll tell you what I did watch I did watch the second half of is it 13 hours with John Krasinski in it y- yeah, the three, action, yeah 13 the action hours thing. outside Benghazi or something like that yeah the one where he, he it's like the debut of the big John Krasinski beard isn't it so yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah that was good and I've also been watching a little bit of The Office US as well um, so a little oh, bit we watched the first couple episodes the other day of the US office as well. Yeah, it's a good... Uh, it was the one where um, Jim goes to propose to Pam, but then um, I can't remember Ed Helms' character, but Ed Helms proposes to that other one instead, and then the new HR lady comes in. And yeah, it's a good good little <laughs> good little bit. It's nice and I funny. I remember that, like, that part of the story, but yeah. Well, I just you... remember the memes. Uh, there's quite a few <laughs> things that I want to watch. Um Outside the Wire's just come out. That is that mm, yeah. Anthony Mackie one on Netflix. That looks fun. Um, yeah. yeah, and I kind of wanted to go rewatch Infinity War, Endgame, and stuff off the back of One uh, Division coming out. Yeah, uh, I also go wanna... watch everything with Wondering. Yeah, yeah. I also want to check out um, the Midnight Sky as well with George Clooney in it because I've seen Ooh, the trailers. Yeah. Looks quite uh, Gravity esque a little heard, bit. I heard decent things about it. Yeah. It also, fun. you were saying that you want to rewatch some Marvel stuff. Marvel have put out Marvel Legends as well, which are like little seven-minute episodes following Wonder and Vision as like a recap of all their stories and stuff like that. Mm. That's pretty interesting. Very nice interesting. little refresher before you watch Wonder Vision. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh dear, I'm just on Netflix looking at list of things, and then something started playing me, so I'm going to switch it off. Anyway, <laughs> shall we move on to some newsy news? It is time for the news. There is a couple of uh, Roos Loomers in here. He's uh, been, been infecting the bloody um, news stories this week. So I'll let you know. Busy, busy boy. Let you know when we've got a bloody Roos Loomer coming up. But yeah, <laughs> first story this week, which is a really exciting one, because it's been pretty quiet on this front. But we've got a bit of a synopsis of the upcoming Amazon Studios Lord of the Rings series. 
Mm, and yes, a bit yes, of a yes. look into what that is going to entail. So to not completely lose all the uh, the non-nerds listening to the podcast, it's a basically <laughs> a bit of a prequel, I suppose, to the actual films. But it's a yeah. so it's it's a prequel to the films and a prequel to the Hobbit. It's in the Second Age of Middle Earth, which I'm assuming, yeah, it's before the events of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So yeah. uh, in the quote, uh, this will take bu- viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and then fell to ruin, unlikely heroes tested, uh, hope hung by the finest of threads, and the greatest villain that ever flown from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover all the world in darkness. Ooh. So, from the darkest depths of the Misty Mountains to the magical forests of the elf capital of Linden to the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor. Now, do you think they're going a bit Game of Thrones-esque with this? Kind of, maybe. Um, I, I don't know. I think... I think Lord of the Rings is so ingrained in its own sort of mythology that it is its own thing. And I think... Game of Thrones is kind of Lord of the Rest, uh, Lord of the Rings esque. Yeah, Lord um, of the Rest Rings. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know if they're going Game of Thrones with it or Game of Thrones went Lord of the Rings with it. But uh, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see like a whole new age, and it's not going to be like just the same sort of well, story and overlapping again. Yeah, when I say Lord it's of 2000 the Rings, two thousand years before it's set, I think yeah. someone said. Yeah, when I say Lord of the Rings, I think like. If you imagine that in Game of Thrones you've got all these different little small storylines going on that eventually come together, um, I think maybe when it says from this part of the world to this part of the world to this part of the world, I reckon that's what it might mean. So that you'll see like, oh, the elves and you'll see the dwarves and you'll see the the men, whatever as you Mm -hmm. call them, the humans. Uh, There are female and male men. So to speak, uh, and then you'll the have the bad man. Then you'll have the bad guys, right? And I reckon maybe you'll see those parts like kind of come together. But it's an interesting part because it's kind of something that's delved more into in the books and in the video games. So I'm quite excited mm-hmm. to see all that. Probably get a little bit of uh, mentions to things that are in like Battle for Middle Earth, etc. Maybe you know, like old school little stuff. bits of the Similarian and stuff in there. Because I Ooh, think that was during yeah. the Second Age, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very exciting. That's apparently some of Tolkien's greatest work, the uh, Similarian as well. Yeah, yeah. Apparently it's like the bloody, um don't know, it's what like, the only example I can think of is it's like what Warhammer books are to Warhammer fans. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's deep. It's a deep, the deep, deep dive. Shit. Yeah, it's a deep, deep dive if you're going to jump into it. Anyway, that was a big nerdy reference. Let's move on to the next story. So we got a <laughs> Netflix 2021 movie preview trailer, uh, which Woo! yeah, which is actually, it features, it's very, very fast paced, but it features a lot of footage from uh, upcoming Netflix uh, stuff like uh, The Red Notice, uh, The Army of the Dead with Dave Bautista, uh, I don't know where the... I think Red Notice is the one with uh, Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot yeah. And Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and somebody else. Vin Diesel? I don't think so. No, The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> the we Vin... said The Rock, didn't we? Oh, no, you said Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. 
Oh, rock, yeah. I, I assumed in my head we already mentioned The Rock. <laughs> the Rock and Vin Diesel are uh, like two two cuts from the same tree, really. Just eggheads in a vest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, one's just got more Maori than the other one does. That's it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then there's that film which is very, featured right at the very end, which has got Leonardo DiCaprio and... Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yes. Which was a big, big deal, apparently. Um, to see those two on screen together, which is going to be very cool. Um, yeah, I thought like they are two big gets for a Netflix film. Yeah, definitely. I was thinking about this. I don't think DiCaprio has been in a Netflix original, has he? I was also wondering, like, is the, uh, I think he voiced over like a documentary or something. Um, wasn't I? Don't know. He kind of looked a bit like um, what's his name? Oliver Snowden was it? What was his name? Oh, are you on about the real person? Yeah. Oh, you're um, thinking of Ed? Are you thinking Edward Snowden? Edward Snowden, that's the one. guy who um, le- uh, WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks, guy. yeah, yeah. yeah. It kind of looked a bit like that, and I was like, "Is this a film about that?" Because I, I thought I heard somewhere that there was another film coming out. About well, we that had that. We had that film that I told you about Joseph that I walked out of the uh, walked out of the cinema of because I was just that bored of uh, the Fifth Estate. Or was it the Green Estate? The Fifth Estate. The Something Fifth like that. Estate. Yeah, yeah that was the Bened- Chris Hemsworth one, wasn't it? No, that's the Benedict Cumberbatch one. Oh, Benedict Cumberbatch one. Yeah, so you know, both um, both MCU heroes, but I see where you're going there. Um, um, yeah, and then no. we had the Joseph Gordon Lovett Snowden film as well. I don't know; he yeah. just kind of looked like him to me. But I'm looking at the cast of that. The cast includes Leonardo DiCaprio, Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Blanchett, Timothy Chalamet, Ariana Grande, Jonah Hill, Ooh. Adam McKay. Uh, it's a political satire. Don't look up. Um, is that what so it's going to be called? Don't look up because yeah. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll... So that that might be why he kind of looked like Snowden esque. Maybe they're doing a parody on that because it's a political satire. Mm. Yeah, because it doesn't say specifically what it's about, does it? No. Interesting. Uh, Army of the Dead looks fun. Yeah, definitely. Um, is this is this the Zack Snyder one? Um, let me check this. Yeah, it's Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. So we've been hearing of this for a while. So it's going to be very stylized. It's going to be very. Mu- I think it's very much going to have that uh, Zack Snyder style to it. You know the yeah. It's. I think it's connected to all his other zombie films that he did, like the Day of the Dead and stuff like that remakes and stuff that he did in the early two thousands. Yeah. Oh, it's got um. It's got the guy who we were talking about who was in uh, Sorry to Bother You, <laughs> the man from uh, what's it called? The Power. Seinfeld? Power. Oh, uh, the guy from Power. I can't Miss, remember his name. Mr. Power himself. Mr. Power. Mr. Power. Not Power's Booth. <laughs> Not Power's Booth. This looks fun. I like Dave Bautista and stuff. He was really yeah. good in Hotel Artemis as well. Yeah, also, Zack Snyder's zombie films, like, say what you will about them, they are a bit naff, but they're a good two hours to turn your brain off to. It's a 2021 <laughs> zombie film, though, so I reckon, you know... I've, COVID-21? I've... COVID <laughs> oh, <laughs> COVID-21 outbreak. What would you do? What would you do? Also, we've got Halle Berry making a directorial debut with a drama called Bruised, which seems to be about female MMA fighters. Mm. Ooh. It's interesting. Ooh. And Uh, then we've got Escape from Spiderhead with Chris Helmsworth as well. Mm. Um, Part of a drug trial, trying to shorten the uh, sentences one of those types of films <laughs> speaking of um speaking of netflix a list came out uh, on i think i read this on games radar 
um, our total film as one of the two. Uh, a list came out for the most watched shows on streaming of 2020. And this is across everything. So The Office actually took top with 57.1 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, 39.4 billion. Criminal Minds, 35.4 billion. To put that into into um context well, contact uh yeah to put that into perspective i guess um the mandalorian got 14.5 billion in 2020 but i guess that's because it only came out kind of halfway through the year i suppose didn't it? yeah yeah so, towards yeah. the end well, that was a little interesting uh, drop of flavor. Uh, right, next next story is uh, while we were talking about Zack Snyder and DCEU related things, he's just doing all the segues this week because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, lot of news to go through. So I'm trying to like link in, link in where I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ray Fisher it was has... slick until you pointed out how slick it was. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Fisher has officially been removed from the f- upcoming Flash movie. Uh, coming out of the back of a couple of, I think he did it on Instagram or he posted out a big long ass message. It was on Twitter. Was it on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he he basically strongly de- disagrees with their decision, but it's one that is un unsurprising. He says, and then he's kind of questioning the upper leadership at Warner Brothers, uh, and he maintains that Walter Hamada is unfit for a position of leadership. So uh, yeah, I don't know if we talked about this, but it was the whole thing about Joss Whedon and some of the executive producers on the. Uh, on the Justice League reshoots being like uh, racist, creating hostile workplaces and stuff like that. Um, just like really put in, um, especially Ray Fisher, but all the, also the other stars through like appalling conditions and stuff like that and being generally fucking shitheads um, mm. to get shit done. Um, and um, the one that you mentioned, was it Hamada? Walter Hamada, yeah. Yeah. Um, although he wasn't originally stated in like uh doing anything to do with this he has then been like defending everyone and like putting people's jobs aside to sort of defend jeff johns and a couple of the other uh producers and that really sucks to hear jeff johns name thrown in there but he's been cited as like one of the worst ones because mm. i've been a big jeff johns comic book fan for quite a while so that fucking really sounds shitty of yeah it's a bit sour um, isn't it but uh ray fisher said that um if he has to lose the role of cyborg altogether to make uh, people own up to their mistakes and for this stuff to stop happening, then it's a price that he's willing to pay, which for someone who like he has been so dedicated to the role of cyborg, for him to be saying something like that is quite a powerful statement, to be fair. Yeah, it's quite crazy really, because this was like the big break for Ray Fisher as well. You know, like the being in In films, yeah. In film, yeah, definitely. Like you know, this is this is the second closest thing that you're going to get to like Star Wars or Marvel. Like you can play someone mm-hmm. in the DC universe instead. Uh, obviously, you know he was in True Detective and stuff like that as well. But in terms of this, it's crazy that he's as willing as what he is to be vocal and obviously, you know, make sure people are made accountable for stuff, providing that's yeah. what's going on. Because obviously, we have no idea. But you know, uh, there's got to well, be something. They going. had the hearing about it and stuff like that, and some things were met, but like Hamada and other people sort of like stepped in the way of people like really uh, like getting any justice or anything. So that's why this has come to light again, which is fucking shitty that now they're just dropping him from movies for trying to do the right thing. 
Oh, it's a messy business, <sighs> DC. It's a messy business. Uh, speaking of DC, we got another little look at... Uh, oh, speaking of DC and speaking of um, executives and directors that didn't do jobs properly, uh, we got another <laughs> look at uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, the... Uh, what's his name? Um, David Ayer. David Ayer cut. So, well, we say the David Ayer cut. Is it? Is it? Is it official? Or is it? Is I don't it a know. cut? He's, or... He seems to be dropping little tidbits and stuff for it. Like, and so this one was just like a short little like two second clip of Jared Leto's burnt face Joker that we saw in all the promotional material that just disappeared. Mm. Um, is, is he? I don't know if he's just working on his own cut because he's got the footage. Dragon um, Ball like, release, and then it maybe on, you'll be like, uh, "Oi, guys, just you've done it with the Snyder Cut. Just fucking release my version." Dragon Ball like release it on YouTube or like Pornhub or something, and just <laughs> <laughs> let, let that took a leap. It wasn't even like YouTube to Vimeo. It was, it was YouTube to Pornhub. Wow, <laughs> Dragon though, because this this footage has got to be somewhere. You know what? What, I mean? what would like, the title be? What would the title be? Five of the best supervillains get fucked by executives <laughs> oh god should we should we swiftly move on uh, a bit of obi-wan news a bit of obi-wan Ooh. news so there's two stories about obi-wan so uh liam neeson said that he was up for returning as qui-gon jinn in the miniseries but whether or not that is a thing that would happen or is happening is yet to be known but he did voice that he'd be up for it which is good He's Question not, is, like, flashbacks or Force Ghost? Oh, what would you rather have? Because if they do flashbacks, they need to de-age him and really de-age um, Ewan McGregor as well. Yeah, you Ewan know McGregor what? Looks like a they've, baby in episode one. They've got the they've got the ability to do it. They've got yep. the ability to do it. You only have to look at bloody Mark Hamill de-aged. So there is the mm-hmm. there is the way of the you know they can do it. Uh, I don't know. Probably a force ghost. Probably where he says that he communicates with him. There'll probably be a point where you see like Obi Wan go into like a meditation, and then you'll see Force Ghost Liam Neeson appear, and then they'll have a conversation. Yeah, because um, Yoda starts teaching um, Obi Wan yes. about that stuff in the Clone Wars. Yes, isn't it? yes, yes, yes. So yeah. Force Ghost would fit in with the overarching story. That and then be- the other story as well is that there are a couple of uh, unhappy people in Buckinghamshire uh, where they've set up a massive film set for the Obi-Wan spin-off series, uh, it, a disused quarry, and it could be there for up to three years, it says. So obviously that'll be the filming, and then they'll probably leave it there for a bit of reshoots and stuff. Uh, like pick up shots and then they'll probably leave it there as you know it takes time for it to be dismantled and stuff um but yeah no uh... that's a long time like well, this it makes you wonder thinking. whether they're planning on keeping it there to film other stuff there yeah like, yeah because it oh, looks... we need a desert like mountain scene Get yeah worry. it definitely looks a bit moss eisley-esque um but whether or not we you know we can really tell yet um, it looks like they're probably still in the process of building the set, but it is a huge set, man. It's like a yeah. massive, massive um, street in Tatooine, but it's huge. Links where it didn't happen. Uh, I will send you the link after the episode. It's, <laughs> but like they've okay. gone, they've gone to the full extent of doing like the inside of it, the outside of it. So they've they've done like quite a few different streets. Um, mm-hmm. It looks awesome. Uh, it looks very much like the Mandalorian. 
Uh, probably a case that they'll be using a lot of this for the outdoor stuff, and then they might be using the um, what's it called? The three D, the three sixty screen thing. Can't think of the, its official name. Uh, um, I can't remember. <laughs> the they call it the volume. They call it the volume. The volume. Yeah, they call it the volume. Um, whether they're using that for some of the indoor stuff, uh, we're getting towards the end of the news segment because we're trying to rush through it. I've got some news left. If you want me to jump in with some, no, we've got Ethan Hawke is the villain in Moon Knight, but we don't know who he's going to be playing. But people are saying he could be Bushman. Bushman. I don't know who that is, but that's the story. Ethan Hawke in Moon Knight. Great. Uh, and then we got some. Uh, News from PlayStation saying that uh, Uncharted, The Last of Us, are just the beginning of non-gaming PlayStation projects. So it could be more... uh, Oh, could you get a God of War movie? Who knows? Could you get a Spider-Man movie? Oh, that's already a thing. Uh, There you go. Um, A couple other things then. I've got one more story, Chris. Oh, go on, go on. Uh, HBO Max released uh, another trailer for their same-day premiere business that's happening, um, and we got a little sneaky look at Godzilla versus Kong, uh, and either Godzilla's grown a lot or Kong... Sh- uh, hang on, wait, no, the other, other way, way around. around. King Kong's, Kong's grown a lot or Godzilla's shrunk. Yeah, that's it, because I think the the video that you see is Kong takes a punch at Godzilla, and they look like they're fighting on like an aircraft carrier. Looks pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and there's a couple of other bits looking and at it right in this now. trailer, isn't there? Yeah, um, in that HBO Max one, we also got a Mortal Kombat look. Uh, also, Entertainment Weekly um, released some photos from it. Uh, so we yeah. got more shots of the cast and stuff like that. The costumes look sick. Uh, looks like they're actually getting Asian people to play Asian characters for a change <laughs> in the Mortal Kombat universe, um, which is good. Um th- like it looks gnarly. They said it's going to be dark and gritty. The fatalities are going to be scattered throughout, so it's going to be absolutely fucking savage. Um, so fair dues to that. I'm excited to hear. We also got a little tiny little snippet in that HBO Max thing of Sub Zero using his powers. Yeah, he um, like ices a sword up or something, doesn't he? Or yeah, yeah, like he makes a sword blade. out of ice normally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently, it's going to f- mostly focus on Scorpion and Sub Zero's rivalry. Uh, mm. is what the main story is going to be and um, what else do we get in the hbo max thing we got a trait uh, look at locked down mm-hmm. which is a chuitel ledger for Anne hathaway film about a couple on the brink of breaking up during lockdown in quarantine in london so then they decide to become master thieves <laughs> during <laughs> lockdown like the trailer like in the last minute takes a drastic turn and i was like okay i'm a lot more interested in this now because before that it just seemed like staged have you seen staged with um michael sheen and david tennant doing like zoom calls no i've not Um, i've not seen it it's good season two is about to air i think um which is pretty cool Mm -hmm. Uh, they're also getting that show out really quickly but i guess there's not that much editing that needs to be done (laughs) we also got a sneaky look at some extra footage from suicide squad oh the okay, suicide squad oh it's like literally split seconds here split seconds there so you don't see loads okay. of stuff but uh you see like a cool little bit at the end where harley quinn's in like a room and she's like it's like a 360 shot where she's like shooting bullets shooting guns around her and blah 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 blah, blah. so very um, much actiony 
Matrix 4 logo has been rebranded, so now it just says Matrix. So is it kind of a reboot or what? Um, is it connected mm. to the other trilogy? We're not sure yet. And also there was a, a snippet from Space Jam 2, but I haven't seen this and it seems to have been taken down from a lot of places, so I can't see it. But I, I'm looking at a picture of LeBron James wearing the Space Jam Team yeah, Jersey yeah. with Bugs Bunny freaking out in the background. So yeah. give me Space Jam 2. I watched Space Jam like a couple of weeks ago as well. That's a fucking funny film, that. Yeah, it's a classic. Um, a little bit of Marvel news, quickly, last little bit. Um, so this was reported everywhere, Deadline and everything like that, saying that Captain America Chris Evans nears a deal to reprise the role in future MCU properties, which we were all like, oh shit, let's fucking go. Um, but then he tweeted out later on saying, oh, this is news to me. So uh, is but- he just like... Con- contractually obligated to keep it a secret until it's officially revealed yeah, or is he just so. playing hardball to get a better deal or something um we're not sure but i'm excited for that also a lot of people are just bringing it up again like they did after Endgame. can we get a six episode disney plus series with captain america returning the infinity stones yeah everybody um, wants that come on everybody that would be sick that. Uh, I'm yeah. seeing some theories that maybe he re- might return as Hydra Captain America uh, as a villain in a film. Ooh. That would be pretty cool. Um, what else could he... I was thinking as well, could we get more films of him throughout time now then? Like, uh, other wars and stuff, like working with the Howling Commandos, bring them back and stuff like that. Maybe he could stop Bucky in that new universe that he's in, stop Bucky from ever becoming the Winter Soldier and stuff like that. That'd be mm. pretty cool. Um uh, and then finally, apparently, so Screen Rant have reported this. I've not seen it anywhere else yet, but apparently Charlie Cox has filmed scenes for Spider-Man 3 and Marvel recently uh, got the license back for Daredevil, so he could possibly show up, but whether that's just a Roost Luna or what, but it's on Screen Rant. Um, who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Who the fuck knows? Uh, multiverse of madness it it is literally madness that multiverse i'll I'll fucking tell you it's 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 madness (laughs) (laughs) okay so trailers let's do some trailers before we move on to chuckle vision (laughs) (laughs) should we talk about the trailer that we've both seen that we're both really excited about uh, oh, do you mean the trailer for cherry i do mean the full trailer for cherry because we all looked at a scene last time didn't we but this yeah. is like the full trailer now we're seeing. And it looks pretty good. I like how it has that theme of uh, I see things before they happen or something like that. I like that call back at the end and at the beginning mm-hmm. and stuff. It's it's real good. Look, yeah. Looks real. Stylistically, this film looks awesome. Like, Tom I really Holland can't just wait. looks great. He just yeah. looks great in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. When's can't... this coming out? Uh, March 12th, is it? Yeah, it's like the... F- first part of the i think it's the just at the end of quarter one yeah yeah. damn i'm Mm. excited for this like there's a lot more like war zone stuff than i was expecting um and the editing on some of those shots looked really fucking sick with the helicopters and stuff um so yeah defo excited for that um tom holland just put him in more stuff like he's really proven himself over the last couple of years Mm. so like i'm just excited to follow his career i feel like he's going to be another one sort of like robert patterson yeah like he's doing this big franchise stuff with spider-man at the moment but then he's going to cherry pick his other oh i see what you did there see what you did there Uh uh um he's gonna like 
pickers of the films really carefully to do some really interesting roles like we saw with devil all the time was a like a completely drastically different character than we've seen in play now he's sort of like in the same sort of vein cherry is like a similar sort of feeling character but damn Bruce brothers right again indeed damn indeed damn damn uh, what other trailers did we get Okay, so the only other one that I really want to talk about, because we talked about the Netflix and the HBO Max ones, is Malcolm and Marie. So we saw a clip of this in the Netflix one, but we've got a full trailer for it. So this is um, John David Washington, uh, John David Washington from Tenet, and Zendaya are playing like a couple, sort of like going through a like difficult patch it seems like it's all taking place over one evening it's them sort of like trying to reconcile their relationship and all that sort of stuff but it's all shot in black and white like Mm. they're an interesting couple to put together as well um and it it seems like a really like interesting little character piece uh that comes out on february 5th um also in selected theaters as well so they might be going for some awards with this um stylistically it looks great um they seem to be acting really well together um zandai is trying to like put on more of a mature performance like this is coming out the same year that she's also well not this year next year she's going to be playing a high school student and then she's playing like a like mid-20s like wife so she's definitely like stretching out doing skills and i think she is getting better and better the more that she's in she's come a, w- a long way from the disney days um so yeah and john david washington i want to see him in more stuff so yes this looks good this looks good um yeah. i think that's it for trailers yeah um, i think so i can't think of anything else no no no, no. i'd say that's pretty good uh, chuckle vision time for chuckle vision Chuckle vision, chuckle vision, chuckle vision, We gotta do the whole intro. We gotta do that whole intro of the second episode. So this is first impressions of the first two episodes of WandaVision. Um, yes. How do we do this? Should we do... Well, I don't really think there's much spoilery for these first two episodes. I mean, there's potential spoilers for the future of WandaVision. Yeah, um, I think if we discuss like some of the little Easter eggs and some of the little nuances we can do that at the end because that could potentially spoil the rest of the season if you don't know what's really going to happen okay um, so we'll do like rough impressions and talk a bit about the story and we'll leave all the juicy bits until yeah because chris is like a tome of knowledge for marvel stuff so no <laughs> doubt he'll call i've literally like happen. broken down every second of these two episodes let me tell you that <laughs> we did the uh if you haven't listened to our big fat quiz of the year or whatever it was you'll know how much of a bloody <sighs> bad man you are at trivia <laughs> Especially for the Marvel stuff. And honestly, with this rewatch, like, I'm just getting even more in there. Yeah. Uh, oh, you sure. want to know what uh, what battalion uh, Alexander Pierce served in in the Second World War? Is the f- 101st Battalion, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, if you if we did that quiz again now, I would literally nail every single one of them questions. We're, we're not, we're not going to do another MCU trivia quiz. <laughs> God damn it! We need to find someone me. who's as equally clued up as trivia as what you are. To make it fair. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, first two episodes. So shall we talk genuinely about the vibe of this? Because wouldn't it be crazy for someone to say that they were going to start a black and white sitcom in 2021 
And if you got this not knowing that obviously it was MCU related, wow, what a what an actual jump. Because this from what you see of WandaVision and you see all the black and white stuff, like that is the first two episodes. It's very, mm-hmm. very, very much full of that. And I thought those parts of it I thought I would probably not um not like be into it as much i think it probably fa- i was thinking that that bit would fall flat for me or i think i was thinking it'd be it'd be a fun fun bit but yeah. i was thinking that like after episode one or something it'd like kick in but it doesn't it has two full storylines based in this like 50s mm-hmm. um post-world 50s war two yeah post-world yeah. war two era of um sitcom and it's really fun it's really really fun I genuinely, for the first episode, had to like keep reminding myself that this was part of the MCU. I think, I think both episodes did some really interesting things. Like episode one, like it full on sold the sitcom aesthetic of it, and like everything, like they didn't pull away from it near enough at all. So for people like me that were like thinking of like the grandiose story and like like all the different things and stuff like that that we'll talk about later. Like it pulled me more into the sitcom aspect of it because I thought I was going to be like looking for like the cracks in it all the time, but it really drew me in. Whereas episode two started to drip feed you the mystery then, um, and that was for like the people who didn't really know anything about it going into it. They were sold on the sitcom aspect straight away, and then now they're getting drip fed the mystery. So I think both episodes played really well and used, like you said, like the black and white aesthetic and the sitcom vibe of it to introduce things in a really interesting way like the introduction of color in episode well there is a little bit in episode one but mostly in episode two the introduction of color and what that means and stuff like that mm. very much like pleasantville um the film with toby Maguire and reese witherspoon in from the early 2000s yeah it's um it's interesting like how how much the comedy kind of lands in it as well because obviously yeah. it, it there's there's lots of MCU callbacks and that's what kind of makes it quite funny because obviously these you know it's still vision and scarlet witch at the end of the day it's not like they're just being a you know it's not just literally like you're watching a sitcom but mm-hmm. Because they have all little callbacks to like Wanda and her powers and how that works in this like cheesy over the top fifties uh, sixties America, um, and they got Vision how he keeps going back between like his Paul Bettany self and his Vision self and yeah. how he goes to like a normal job and it's, yeah it it it's funny it's really good and it breaks down like like the rules of like early sitcoms as well like the fact that they're sleeping in separate beds and stuff like that but also like the the husband used to always go off to work and we would never know what he did at work he would just like because it was mostly focused around the home and it'd be the wife and the children and stuff like that um so like in this version like he goes to the office and stuff like that but because he is like this uber smart like infinitely brainy android and stuff like that he's like what do we actually do here he's trying to find logic in things and like he's like just kind of having to play along with the sitcom tropes and stuff like that which See, i thought was really interesting i think that might actually be a deeper thing mm, so do i well we'll talk about that later we'll talk about that in, in, in uh potential spoilers stick around for our easter egg breakdown of both episodes yes um, we've got three hours <laughs> What uh, I like the I like how when it takes a turn, it really does take a turn. Like yeah. you know, it's like the camera angles change, and that's when you know things are starting to go a little bit sh- weird. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah. I love I love Elizabeth Olsen's performance in this as well because 
she's playing a character that is distinctly like not Americana and stuff like that. But because she's in this fictional world and like she's going through all the different eras of sitcoms, like she's really having to change the way she acts in each episode or how Wanda would perceive her character to act in each episode. Yeah. So like you see it, especially in episode two, like she's learning the behaviors of people around her and stuff like that. And as like she's understanding more, she's fleshing the world out more herself as well. So that like Elizabeth Olsen's performance to be able to do something like that is pretty fucking damn good. Oh, and Paul yeah, Bettany sure. as well, like you said, like when he goes into like his human form almost, and he does mm. become more like generally like because he's always played Jarvis and stuff like that. He's like putting on like this British accent and stuff like that, and like he becomes like oh this charming ha- uh, house husband and stuff like that. And uh, but then like in episode two, like I love the way he uses his natural accent. To like yeah. show the difference between Vision normally and then Vision in episode two. I absolutely yeah. loved Paul Bettany in episode two. He was that, so good. That bit where he he, he swallows the gum and yeah. it gets all like lodged up on the inside and he just it's like he basically goes drunk. And yeah. it's just it was so funny. It, oh, it's absolutely drunk and robot hilarious. trying to come to terms with this weird world that he's found himself in. It's oh, so funny. So funny. Yeah, because like he's whole... never been confused by anything in his life, and now he's like, "What?" Yeah, it's it's hilarious, and he's like, and some of the things that he just comes out with, and it's just such a departure from his character. Yeah, Definitely. It's, it's hilarious. It's so also, funny. I love I love the uh, the ad breaks in the episodes as well. It really sells like the aesthetic of like it being a TV show. Yeah, well, these, the, ad, like, the ad, ad breaks. breaks. Yeah, the ad breaks are really interesting because it mm. it nods to um, nods to we'll start. Talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Literally, if you're going to watch the show, you need to pay attention to every little detail, and maybe you won't get some of them like as much as like some of them aren't as obvious as others. Um, but like, if you're a massive MCU nut like me, then certain things you'll be like mm, yes Ooh, mm-hmm. oh mm. <laughs> um, literally it, like it just it appreciates like a, a what's the word a loyal viewer like someone who's watched all the mcu and stuff like that like it really like you feel appreciated like oh look at all these little like little bits that we're sprinkling out like that we know that you're going to understand and you're going to get a kick out of yeah like it's definitely like rewarding the viewer I loved the uh, the the Mr. Hart actor uh, Fred Malamed. He's in Fargo, and mm, yeah. yeah, he he was so good as like the boss character, and yeah, really good. That was fun. I, I like the way they take people from like different sitcoms and stuff like that. Like his wife was the mum from that '70s show and stuff like that. So different mm. sitcoms that they're going to be referencing and stuff like that. Um, yeah. That that's a nice little thing. The supporting cast in this are genuinely like really good. Um, yeah, you got I Catherine saw... Hahn as Agnes. Uh, um, Agnes. Well, on on Google, she's Agnes? actually she's credited as nosy neighbor on Google. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> um, well, no, she's uh, in yeah Agnes. Agnes, isn't it? Agnes yeah. her name is. Yeah. We haven't got a surname for her yet. I don't think. Yeah, a um, lot of people really like praising her and how. Um, how flex not flexible but just diverse she is um in yeah. terms of her acting chops and she, she's like really witty in this as well like a line delivery like 
like we said, like everyone's like following the formula of these different sitcoms and stuff like that. Mm. And like, especially like WandaVision, uh, Wonder and Vision are sort of like, they're a little bit exempt to it. Like they can break the rules a little bit. But then Catherine Hahn is like full on like selling into each of these different sitcoms. So like episode one is like very much like late 50s, early 60s with like Dick Van Dyke show and I Love Lucy. And then episode two is Bewitched, which is late 60s going into the 70s. Like that's when color television was just about to start coming around and stuff like that. Mm. Like that's why like they end up changing to color at the end of episode two as well and stuff like so like they have quite different aesthetics because like so much was changing especially within like media in the 50s and 60s so Catherine Hahn just sells both of them like so hard but then you see like whenever like because you are in Wanda's position in this show aren't you yeah like whenever Wanda isn't paying attention to something you can see Catherine Hahn's character in the background like breaking away from this character she knows she should be and i'm like hmm, yeah you're up to something new well you know definitely something's going on because if you've seen the other marvel films you know vision's dead and he is yeah. proper dead so <laughs> like caved in school dead like the thing which was a nice little yeah. joke the first line of the show what was the first line of the show like he he says to her oh my wife and her flying saucers because like aliens and like spacecraft and all that sort of yeah. like, multiverse shit and then she says oh my husband with the indestructible head like, oh yeah she had to destroy <laughs> his head in infinity war then it got rewound and then fucking thanos just broke his skull oh yeah jeez yeah so That's yeah he is hardcore dead <laughs> oh yeah um but how's he alive but how how what is going on what do they do to you what did they do to you chris um yeah uh lots of lots of really interesting little nuggets of like apart from all the sitcom stuff just when something starts to happen it like really disconnects you and mm-hmm. i love the style of it outside of the um like outside like at the credits like that whole yeah. vibe the colors the, oh, the pinks yeah, yeah. the purples the blues and stuff it looks really cool like the, the credits were so interesting because it's all made of like uh, red blue and green pixels isn't it so it's like how like old tube television works with just those three primary colors mm. so like all these shapes that we're seeing and stuff it's like one just crafting things out of pixels like she is like in the series like like manipulating the world around her to this television format so cool so without everything's connected without without obviously trying to spoil anything like do you think that because right now episode two leaves off we're still in like sitcom world but we start to like move through the uh like move through the decades a little bit i suppose uh you know like we're moving into color tv now 70s now yeah yeah do you reckon we move through like another two episodes before we start to maybe actually reveal what is happening or do you reckon maybe like we like, what do you think? What do you think is going to... Without so, spoilers, just just kind of a... Like, do you yeah. think we're going to get more yeah. of... More, like, a vision and wonder in the TV show before we kind of break out and see what's going on, or...? Um, so, we're, what, nearly a quarter of the way through the series because there's only nine episodes. Mm. Um, so I reckon, like, the next two episodes, they're going to drip it out a little bit more, and then once it hits the halfway point is when they're fully going to start revealing stuff. Um, I think we might get a 
bit more of a reveal of like you said maybe like the outside world type stuff like outside the sitcom stuff next episode with uh janice's character i think that's where the drip feeding is going to come from next episode um but not to spoil anything like i think it's going to be like in the probably at the end of episode four is probably when we're going to get like a big break away from like the sitcom stuff yeah, so you reckon episode three, episode four is like the sitcommy stuff in color, and then we start to really because there are there are shots of the trailer that hints away from all that, doesn't it? That shows yeah. other things going on. But obviously, we know that you know when you look at who's cast in this, you know you've got Randall um, Randall Park, is it, who plays yeah. Jimmy Wu, um, and it a Shield agent, so he's cast in it. So you're gonna know that obviously it's it's moves gonna a move away from that. Agent, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm. Uh, right, I guess. Uh, shall we deep dive into some speculation, uh, spoilers. spoiler speculation? Um, also, before we go on to spoilers, this is on ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh yeah, of course. Like holy, the, holy the, cow! The, the thing that I've noticed about WandaVision is that it's encapsulated people that aren't big MCU buffs also like even yeah. people that maybe didn't go and watch the films are like really into the tv show as well like it's just yeah, because received praise all round it sort of starts off on like a blank slate like you don't really need to know either of them because you're discovering them and they're discovering themselves almost through like the episode so like you said if you haven't watched the films you could still get something out of this show i guess you don't even need yeah i guess you don't even need to have really seen the film to know that or to have an impact that you know that vision's not alive like if you're watching this as just a tv show obviously at some point you're gonna find out that vision is dead um, Well, we see that in the trailer don't we that uh catherine hahn's character like reveals that to him at some point so yeah, yeah, but, like everything yeah. that you need to know is in the show. It's not like you. It's not like Endgame where you had to see everything else to understand Endgame. Yeah, like One Division stands on its own merits. It's quite interesting because I imagine that's going to hit a lot different to people that haven't watched the films. Like because this mm. this is kind of like from when you've watched the films, it kind of hits a little bit tragically when they have like moments and stuff because it's a bit like oh he's not there. But if let's say yeah. you've not watched the trailers or you didn't really catch that in the trailer then you're going to have, like, a weird kind of, like... I don't know. You're going to have this weird, like, epiphany of, like, oh, no, oh, no, what happened with him? You know, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and he's not there. So, ooh, interesting. That's what I kind of like about it is, like, you know, the perspective of people that aren't big nerds like us and probably other people that listen to the pod. That yeah. I, I wish, like, just to know how that kind... that feeling that you get. Because you know when something big happens in, like, a TV show or a film that... You know, if 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 it's linked to something else, but you've not watched that, it hits different, and then you go watch the other thing, and then it gives you a different perspective on it. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like watching um, the Rise of Skywalker, but not seeing the uh, the prequels or something. I suppose, isn't it, with all the voices yeah. at the end? So it's yeah. a bit like, ooh, yeah, interesting, cool, mm. right? Spoiler mm. time, speculation central. Are we ready? Yeah. Right. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick us off dead quick with um something that you mentioned earlier about the beginning it's kind of like gone off when you said we, we won't talk about that um okay i can't remember what it was now though it's gone out of my head uh we talked about agatha harkness we talked about the color red in the adverts and stuff 
Um, right, okay. Well, let, let's just go like kind of chronologically okay. through it. So in episode yep. one, you get the... Have you? Did you know? Oh, the Stark, the, the little adverts we were talking about and yep. you, you stopped me there. So I liked how on the first advert, that was like the first little bit of colour that you got off the toaster when it was bleeping. Yep. And I love the awkwardness of those adverts. It's so funny. Like that first mm-hmm. one where it's like the toaster's doing its thing and then it zooms in on the female character's face and it's like she's waiting for it to... So to, to like set off, yeah, yeah. But and, like, what's happening there? What's happening? Uh, that's interesting. So it is a Stark Tech thing, but also like, so in the comic books, Wanda refers to Vision as Toaster as like a lovable sort of like jab. So that's like a little ploy. But also the Toaster looks a bit like a face. It's got the two dials and it's got the tray at the bottom, which looks like a mouth. And then where the Soul Stone would be is flashing red. Oh, that's why it's flashing red. Not the Mind Stone, sorry. Not the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm. Um, But also, like, that is, like, technology breaking down as well. We notice when technology sort of breaks down in this, that's when we get, like, the red aesthetics and, like, that's things bleeding in from the other universe and stuff. Yeah, because while while we're talking about that, you get the... um, Well, you get the blood, first of all. uh, Well, that's episode two then, isn't it? And you get the helicopter as well, don't you? Yeah. But the helicopter's yeah, yeah, yeah. got that symbol on it that we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm, yes. um, the other advert is the watch, the Strucker, which is the uh, the Hydra thing where... Baron von Strucker who gave Wanda Maximoff her powers. Yeah, which if you blink, you'll miss the Hydra symbol because it's so it's it's quite subtle, to be fair. It's not like in your face. It's like yeah, a it just looks little... like a like a brand logo if you're not paying attention. Yeah, it's quite quite funny that to be fair. Also, it says it's Swiss made as well, and in Captain America: Winter, uh, sorry, First Avenger, the uh, Red Skull and Hydra hiding out in the Swiss Alps. Oh yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And also, what I like as well in both adverts, you you know, we were saying like how tension sort of like rises in them and stuff with like the female character waiting for the toaster to pop and stuff. So mm. the toaster sort of like speeds up and speeds up and speeds up and then breaks. So it sort of like escalates to a breaking point and the clock, the, sorry, the watch in the second advert, the ticking speeds up. Ooh. Mm. That's interesting. Like tension and the passing of time and stuff. Mm. Mm. Um, Agatha? Oh, sorry. Um, Agnes? Agnes? What's going <laughs> just... on there? So, a lot of us are thinking that she is Agatha Harkness. So, Agatha Harkness, Agnes, taking parts of both the names to put together. Um, mm-hmm. So, in the comic book, she is the witch that helps Wanda use her like reality warping powers and stuff like that and gives her the energy to make her twins, her children, with vision, which... We saw at the end of episode two, she is now pregnant. Mm. And in episode one, she's helping us set up for like this romantic night and she keeps mentioning seduction techniques. And then in episode two, she mentions school and children a lot. And episode two was all about for the children, even though we don't see a single child in that entire village. But they're always saying for the children, for the children. So it's Uh, like Agnes is manipulating Wonder and Vision to having children. So do you reckon, mm. yeah, so she's like almost interrupting into what is going on. Like she's trying to, because she's always trying to like push her way in, isn't she? She's always like. It's like she's aware of what's happening. Yeah. And she's trying to like kind of break uh, Wanda's reality, maybe, or what, what Wanda's in. 
without it being just like, by the way, this isn't real kind of thing. Mm. So I think I think she knows everything. I think she's just like an, a, like somebody manipulating everything because as well. So we keep getting nods to the devil, which ah, yeah. like was so close in like episode two. Dottie says the devil's in the details, and then straight away Agnes turns to Wanda and says, "That's not the only place he is." So oh. we know that Agnes has like information from outside this universe, and she's manipulating Wanda's like pocket dimension sitcom reality thing to get her to have children. In the comic books, from um, when Wanda has the kids, they are each a part of Mephisto's soul, which is the Marvel version of the Devil. And Agnes is re- oh Agatha Harkness is revealed to be working for the Devil. So we think that maybe she is making Wanda and Vision have children, which are each going to be part of Mephisto to bring Mephisto into the real world once, because we've seen in the trailer as well, like the pocket dimension is sort of shielded by like this like dome almost in the real world, isn't it? So maybe the manipulating to bring Mephisto to the like the real uh, real life plane in in the MCU, maybe. But obviously, like that's got to be <laughs> that's got to be Scarlet Witch's powers doing that to herself, right? Like she's actually yeah. gonna have to be manipulating herself in like real life. Well, that's the thing. Like she's being manipulated by Mephisto and Agnes to create this whole sort of reality and stuff like that. I think we're gonna see like. I think at some point we're gonna see the inciting incident, which made her create this pocket universe at some point. Mm. Uh, maybe it could all be like a big old loop or something like that like something happens in the real world which ends up leading but that version of the real world was inside the sitcom or something i don't know how that's going to play out but Mm. i think we're going to see how she created this pocket universe and why she created it so shall we speak about um potential potential villains then so obviously you mentioned mephiston and um, yes. I read online a lot about how um, there's lots of nods to the Grim Reaper, um, yes. who's one of the one of the MCU comic villains. Um, there's a little helmet that's underneath the floorboards in the intro of episode two, the Bewitched style intro. Yeah, yeah. Between yeah, and then there's also the boss's wife, uh, Vision's boss's wife, wears a pendant showing a Grim Reaper figure with two children. And the license plate of a car which Wonder and Vision drive to Westfield in the opening sequence of the first episode is 0102, which is also the number comic in which Grim Reaper meets the Vision. Yeah, so that was the episode where Vision gets his consciousness from Wonder Man, um, who is the brother of Grim Reaper. Mm. Um, and Grim Reaper is the villain which um, Vision then has to fight to save wonder man uh wonder man yeah yeah that's issue 102 of the avengers pendant children to a grim reaper figure maybe Mm -hmm. yeah so maybe grim reaper and mephisto are maybe working together or something or maybe the grim reaper stuff is just sort of on the back burner for now maybe i think mephisto is the real threat more than grim reaper because grim Grim reaper doesn't normally have many supernatural-esque powers i don't think Mm. well the last thing we want to we should talk about in terms of villains is the beekeeper guy who has that symbol on his back which is the same symbol that was on the helicopter that's red so Uh, sword yeah well how like first of all a beekeeper coming out of a drain in, in the middle of the street was creepy as 
anything in yeah. black and white. How sinister was that? Like surrounded by bees and everything like that, and flies and stuff. Yeah, that was weird. Now, when you zoom in, you can see the actor's face, but I don't recognize him from anything, uh, and I don't. No, see I anyone. don't think he's. I don't think he's like an important like actor or anything but i think but she recognizes but it's how wanda recognizes that that's and then she goes no and then it like rewinds and doesn't happen and it's like yeah what's going on so it shows that she's conscious that she is the one manipulating this reality and stuff yeah now a lot of people pointing out that this might be marvel's weirdest nazi supervillain um it could turn out that it could be swarm um which is obviously <laughs> people just like reaching it <laughs> well what it's a beekeeper it's a man with snakes it's uh, <laughs> uh with bees sorry not snakes um but yeah people saying that it could point to uh wow to swarm um <laughs> well that is that is out there i i didn't think of that what <laughs> i think this is so we keep hearing like these like loud clangs and stuff, don't we? And like like loud booms and stuff like that. So we get the introduction of Janice in this, and if we've seen the trailers, we know that she's from the outside world. We hear one just before she finds the helicopter. So yeah. that like was a helicopter that's come in and has ended up as like a harmless little toy. And then we hear one just before the beekeeper appears. What I think is, when something enters the reality, if Wanda hasn't made it herself or hasn't brought it in, then she, like, as a defense mechanism, is, like, making it into, like, a harmless thing that would fit into the world. So I reckon the guy with the sword logo on his beekeeper suit, I think he might be wearing, like, a hazmat suit, you know, like, protective gear, and he's tried to come in. Like, they've tried to burrow the way underneath, like, the protective dome or something. And it's been changed from a hazmat suit into a beekeeper suit as like a harmless thing. But she knows that somebody's trying to invade her perfect reality. So that's why she freaks out and she rewinds it. Okay, that's interesting. So obviously something's going on because at the end of each episode you have the whole what 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 hang on. Who's doing this, Wanda? Or what do they do to you, Wanda? They're doing that, mm-hmm. aren't they? It, and yeah. that's the sound of um that's the sound of Jimmy Woo, by the way. I think that's his voice saying that to her. So, um, there's obviously something going on. So at the end, you see them watching it on a TV uh, of the first episode, and then you see the person like rewind and like put the headphones down, right? And they look mm-hmm. like potentially either they're in like a CIA hideout or like in the back of a truck or something like that kind of vibe. Yeah, and then I think the it's end... sword because it's got the sword logos on the screen as well. Yeah, yeah. So sword is sword is shield basically, isn't it? Like it's another. Yeah. So it, it's normally shield, but to defend from extraterrestrial threats. Um, yeah. But they've actually changed the acronym from the comic book version. Normally, it's um, something world or strategic world, maybe because like strategic homeland for shield. But they've mm. changed it to be weapons instead of world. So mm. it's almost like they're protecting them from like superpowered individuals and stuff like that instead of protecting them from other extraterrestrial threats yeah so what so was... they consider wanda's reality a weapon and a threat yeah so what i was leading on to is the the whole thing of someone saying what did they do to you wanda is that i reckon that she's been put into like a weird trance or a state or she's mm-hmm. put herself into like a weird trance or state um either like she's you know being 
because obviously like when you see her in things like uh, the first avengers and stuff like that um she's very much like defensive and stuff um Mm -hmm. like almost like you know like a bit afraid of everything else going on around her that's why she like she um she consults so much in um what's his face her twin uh Um, pietro maximov yeah the what was his actual name i forgot quicksilver quicksilver that's the one um so i reckon that maybe what's going on is similar to what you're saying at the minute like she's she's with a sword and like sword are like trying to investigate what's happened to her but we don't Mm -hmm. know what's happened yet like either she's in a state she's in a trance or something and like the bangs that you hear are like potentially someone else trying to get to her and maybe like the things like the helicopter maybe she was in a helicopter and like things like the the bangs are like maybe gunshots or something going on around or like maybe there's this big kind of um like interaction going on outside of a reality and that's why like things like helping wonder helping wonder and like you know what i mean or like just weird things like that and maybe like because of something extreme going on outside of it that's why she thinks back to like a happy place where she's got like vision and stuff but Mm -hmm. again maybe someone has caused that to happen therefore to manipulate her and you know plant the babies and mephiston and devil child and what have you omen (laughs) and it's gonna get darker but that, that that's kind of the vibe that i get without knowing anything about like Mephiston and stuff like that. But Mephisto. Mephisto, sorry. Um <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's uh I think it's definitely an open ended book so far Ooh. until we see what happens further Ooh. in the season. I'm so excited for this season. Like like I said, like I was having to remind myself to begin with in the first episode there was an MCU property and then in episode two I was like, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon we might even get the babies maybe not next episode but the episode after because we saw how quick that pregnancy started i reckon that's going to be in episode four i think we're going to do like a brady bunch uh, from what we've seen in the episodes i think we're going to have like a brady bunch episode next week do you reckon that'll be like a halloween episode do you reckon that'll be the halloween because it looks like she comes down in like when she comes down in like her old school costume so you notice the house actually changes um like the set changes so the stairs are in a different place during like the 80s stuff like full house and stuff yeah so i reckon yeah halloween episode is next episode because we see her come down from those stairs that we saw turn to technicolor at the end of mm-hmm. last episode so i think that's going to be the halloween episode where she wears her comic accurate the scarlet witch costume which i'm so excited for just <laughs> for no reason just just to see it it's a dumb costume but they're doing it do you reckon that's just like a devil costume in the in the show? They're like, "Who are you dressed up as?" And she's like, she like nods to it, and then it's like, "Oh no, it's just a devil costume," you know? Yeah, she's gonna like just sort of like brush it off dead easy. Because then you see Vision in his cheesy green with the cape costume as well, don't you? You see him in yeah. like his yeah. like his like that's what Vision looked like originally in the comic book. It looks like Paul <laughs> Bettany dressing up as Vision for Halloween. L- legit, legit. Um, but we also see him drop that. And- like turn into actual vision at one point mm. so it's like like he like they're all aware of like the external world and stuff which is cool but yeah so i reckon we're gonna get like a brady bunch episode and then we're gonna get like a full house episode which like i'm looking at screenshots here from the trailer like she is holding the twins in 
the Full House episode, which looks like an 80s sitcom. Oh, so yeah, I reckon yeah. that they're going to come as early as episode four, probably. Mm. I reckon maybe what the inciting incident or what makes her realize and like fight back and stuff um, might be something happens to the twins and that's what breaks the reality. And like that's why her and Vision start fighting back against whoever the main villain is going to be. Mm, it's definitely also, interesting. Oh, also. also uh, Evan Peters has been cast in the show as well. And he played Quicksilver in the Fox properties. And we know that Wanda went straight from this into making um, uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So is he going to come up as a new character or is he maybe going to be their version of Quicksilver and we're going to get the introduction of the multiverse in this series? Ooh. Well, I'm looking at... I'm, I'm, no, I don't think it is him. No, it's not him. I was looking at the Evan Peters and looking at the guy where, like, in the edited beekeeper costume, uh, where someone's like brightened it up a little bit, and it's not him. It's not him. No. It doesn't matter. Um, I think Evan Peters is either going to be like maybe Mephisto or like the Fox <sighs> Quicksilver. Evan Peters playing Mephisto. That's a big. It's uh, a big thing, right? Though, because I'm assuming Mephisto is like a big deal in the MCU in the Marvel yeah. comics. So yeah. But Evan Peters is a good actor. Like he was great as Quicksilver. He's been good in uh, American Horror Story and stuff. Yeah. Um. He can definitely play like a weird, twisted, like sort of devilish character. So mm. slap him in some red makeup and give him like some horns or something. I reckon he could do it. Mm, interesting. Right. Well, I but guess we'll, maybe, uh... maybe, maybe because we're getting uh, so ah. Uh, well, go on. I'm go loving on. this what show. Was say? What were you going to say? I was gonna, I was just going to say like we've seen as well that we're going to get hints to Wanda's like origin, like with the powers and so. So maybe we might get Aaron Taylor Johnson back as Pietro Maximoff, like her brother from this universe and stuff like that. But maybe we also get like a reflection, and maybe we get the Evan Peters Quicksilver. Like that's what maybe maybe because like he's like one of the only people on the cast list who hasn't been given a name or anything. Yeah, I think so it's quite, a big secret. There's quite a few people predicting that he could be, he could be Mephisto. Yeah, so we will Ooh. have to see. That probably wraps us up for this week. So, first impressions of WandaVision. Is it a bin or is it a binge? Oh, it's a binge. It's he a remembered binge. the rating system. I remember. We bringing binge. it back. Binge or in the bin? That's the that's the thing. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's definitely a binge. It's definitely a binge. Oh, so good. What would you give it out of ten? Oh, look, ten out of ten has to be pretty like phenomenal. And I've only seen two episodes of it so far. It's like racking up to be like a nine out of ten. Yeah. I'd say 9 out of 10. We could maybe at the end of the season say whether it is a 10 out of 10 or not. Yeah, it has the potential to like drop from a 9 out of 10 depending on how it goes. But like so far, I'm enjoying it. It's uh, it's good. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I just, I'm so excited to have something to look forward to on a Friday again now. Like Mandalorian ep- uh, has finished. Now we've got WandaVision dropping every Friday. I'm excited. Yeah, we're literally getting a new episode of ev- like of something now pretty much every week, right? Near enough. On Disney yeah, because not long after this finishes, we'll have Falcon, Falcon Winter Soldier starting, which this makes me so excited for that as well. Like, like oh, we yeah. know, like the MCU has a level of quality. Like, even Thor: The Dark World is a like a perfectly fine film, and the world building's good in it and stuff like that. But like, it's not the best. But we still know it's got a level of quality. So we knew that these series weren't going to be bad. 
it just might have been okay. But this has filled me with some real hope that Falcon and Winter Soldier as well is going to be shit hot as well. Well, I mean, it's up to twenty-five million per episode, so uh, it's definitely got <laughs> if, that big money. If you make it. something shit with that much money, you don't deserve that much money. Um, As Stark just... would say, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it. <laughs> As a final thing, how weird was it having the Marvel intro, realizing that you're about to watch a TV series? <sighs> it's so good. I love the way they changed odd, it to yeah. being like a tube television as well. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. I felt like I was about, I felt like I was about to watch Infinity War or Endgame. I was like, "Whoa, this is like yeah. big." It gave it like prestige, didn't it? Dropping into it, like it was like, "Yes, this is like one hundred percent in the MCU." You know what you're getting in for. Let's go on a wild ride. Ballsy, yeah, and that's that. You know what? Perfect place to leave it off. Absolutely spot on. Uh, let us know what you think of One Division. What are your hot takes and predictions? Tweet at us. Uh, comment on in our Instagram post. What have you at Get Real Pod UK? Uh, no, just at Get Real Pod. Got it wrong. The email is getrealpoduk at gmail dot com. If you want to email in, uh, Chris, how can people support us on the podcast? Best way to support the podcast is leave a rate and review wherever you listen to the podcast. Go on to Podchaser, and if you leave a rate and review on there, then it syndicates it to all the other platforms, apparently. So that's great. Um, don't forget to check out the boys over at the Get Real Gaming podcast. But the best way you can help both podcasts out is just to share us with a friend, share us on your socials, anything like that. Just a little bit. Just just, just click that little like paper airplane thing and just post it to your story dead quick it takes two seconds and it helps us out a huge bunch but thank you so much for listening to us we're so excited for 2021 we're right back into the swing of things for the new year now Woo! and i've got a special request for anyone listening to this episode what did you like so damn much about our witcher episode please let us know <laughs> it's because, the mystery because people are still listening to that it's like our best episode yet apparently so yeah if you're listening let us know what you like about it because i really want to know uh we want to we just need to wait for season two of the witch and then we'll <laughs> be the next it. biggest podcast <laughs> that's it joe rogan look out once witcher 2 comes out <laughs> <laughs> anyway we'll leave it there stay safe everyone take care we'll see you next week bye bye thank you bye bye